and welcome to a newly rebooted Project HR. As the world changes and workplace expectations continue to shift, Project HR is evolving as well, empowering you with the knowledge you need to take on this new world of work and connecting you with the experts you need to transform your workplaces. I'm Jay Coons, Vice President of Strategic Planning at IRI Consultants and your host for this episode of Project HR. Today, we're once again joined by Chris Chenard. Chris is a lead consultant with IRI Consultants, and in this episode, we'll discuss the importance of monitoring and managing yourself when your organization goes through a period of change. Chris, welcome back to Project HR. Thanks, Jay. Happy to be here. And I'm glad you're here, Chris. So let's dive right in. We all know that innate human reaction to change typically is not positive, and that as leaders, we're often asked to help our teams work through that initial resistance. But what we don't often talk about is the fact that leaders often experience the same sort of resistance within themselves. Why do we assume that our teams need help, but that as leaders, we do not? Jay, I don't think it's intentional on the part of any organization. I honestly don't believe that any organization would willingly or maliciously leave their leaders to figure it all out on their own. What I do believe is that an oversight that many organizations make is that you know, by the time somebody makes it to a leadership role, it's assumed that they're all in. You mm-hmm. know, it's assumed that mm-hmm. they're willing to do what needs to be done and they're going to help the organization in any way that they can. So it's assumed that they're hardy. It's assumed that they're change resistant. And it's also assumed that if they have any issues, they'll bring it up. So I think many times it's a it's a pretty deep-seated cultural norm that when it comes to a leadership position. You are a leader. You're the example. You don't complain. You suck it up. It's your job to get on board. And that's why I think that so many people, when they are grappling with the change, they don't want to appear weak or contrary to what they feel to be acceptable as a leader. So true. And and in my own experience, I felt that way many times. And so, so let's dive in a little deeper into this. So What are examples of changes a leader might encounter that they may not necessarily be excited to lead or may not even feel that they can get behind? So how much time do we have, Jay? (laughs) (laughs) Just even even when a change is from worse to better, there'll be some resistance and some inconvenience, if if not resistance, some inconvenience. And I think that sometimes Mm -hmm. we underestimate the reactions that people have. So a good example is technology. You know, who doesn't want a new phone? Who doesn't want a new computer or a new radio? Well, mm-hmm. if you're not tech savvy, even though the benefits are clear, you don't want to fail. And I can tell you, I remember a couple instances where uh, a leader got really cantankerous from moving from paper to computer-based work. You know, in the first first example that I was thinking of, um, was in healthcare. They didn't want to look foolish in front of their employees and they weren't sure that they could adapt to the new medical record. And so they just really said, we don't need this. I like the paper, you know, and it was hard for them to change. But, you know, the second one that comes to mind was in a manufacturing environment and the leader actually had a learning disability that they were trying to mask. So they had Mm -hmm. become so accustomed to faking it on paper that when the technology came about, um, they had some learning difficulties. Uh, I believe it was dyslexia. And in both examples, they had leaders who said, gosh, that's not like this person to behave so 
so strongly against this change. And they said, like, yeah, what's going on? What's happening here? And they got the support that they needed, thank goodness, because um, that could have been a real brain drain. You know, two really wonderful leaders, if they would have just dug their heels in and nobody said, well, why are you behaving this way? Um, they could have lost them due to just their their um, their discomfort. Yeah. Wow. Two great examples. It, it, the words that are popping into my head are pride and vulnerability and how those mm-hmm. two things um, can be real blockers in, in terms of these changes. So, so Chris, let's take this a little bit more personal, if you don't mind. And let me ask you, have you ever been asked to lead a change that you yourself couldn't get behind? Absolutely. I have been through many mergers in the 30 years that mm. I've been in this industry. And there have been changes that I wasn't sure that I could support. But I, if I may, I'd like to share an example that has informed how I deal with change. And this happened oh. really early in my career. Yeah, um, this do. was the late 90s. And uh, I was working with a client in academia, and they were moving to partner benefits. And this was really progressive at that time. It was mm-hmm. before same-sex marriage was legal, and I was working with the HR team on their change plan. And I raised the question, should we talk to the other stakeholders, the other managers that were going to have to sell this change to their employees? And I want to make sure that they're going to be 100% behind it. And the CHRO said very firmly, nay, very aggressively at me, (laughs) he said, they are leaders and they will agree with this change and we will roll it out. And I'm telling you, I, you know, this was, I was a pretty young consultant at the time and I had to catch my breath because he really came at me. And thankfully one of his leaders raised her hand and she says, I don't agree with this change. She said, it goes against some of my core beliefs. You know, she says, I've spent many nights thinking about this and reconciling, you know, what is my job to do and what is it that I believe? And I've stayed quiet because I want to keep my job. And I mean, a pin could have dropped. And I was so grateful because she had the courage to stand up to her boss and it opened the door for real dialogue to happen. And if they hadn't had that dialogue, if she hadn't opened that door and raised her hand and been really brave, um, they probably wouldn't have reached out to the other stakeholders to see how they were thinking and get them, get them thinking about it. And honestly, she inspired me in, you know, that was almost 30 years ago. And when I'm faced with that kind of change or that, you know, that feeling, I always remember how she was brave and I want to be like that. It's up well, to that's me. A, yeah, that's a fabulous story. And uh, I bet you could hear a pin drop 10 miles away after that, the weight of that <laughs> moment. And and I'm sure that she, not to put words in her mouth, but for, it sounds like for a period of time, she she was feeling a bit stuck between what the company was doing and where her personal value system was. And I'm wondering if you could share with our listeners any strategies for managing your emotions when you find yourself getting stuck in that holding on stage where it's like, where do I go next? I'm not entirely sure what to do. Yeah. Well, I I can speak for myself. And I think the first step is just being aware of what you're feeling and knowing what your personal signs are. And and I'm not going to lie to you, Jay. Sometimes, you know, I, it takes me a minute to figure out that something's, something's going on. So for example, some of my signs or my tells are, I might hit snooze a little more in the morning because I'm usually pretty good at Mm. getting up and at them. Um, And I might just stay in bed a little longer. Um, I procrastinate more. You know, I'll put things off maybe because I'm uncomfortable. I might be fussy or moody 
and I'm a pretty positive person. Um, if I'm being honest, mm-hmm. I might use yeah. saltier language in my day to day. What was normally reserved for that, um, you know, stub your toe kind of language. Sometimes it just <laughs> sure. falls into my vernacular. Yes, I'm being honest. Yes. And and that's when I say, OK, what's going on? That's usually not what I would say. And then I might mm-hmm. look at the change and then say, all right, what's going on, Chris? What's my problem with the change? You know, what's in it for me to change? What don't I know? Why am I telling myself stories about this change? Why can't I find the truth? Where is the truth. And so instead of telling myself stories, I'll try to find somebody that can help me. And what's going to happen if I don't change, if I decide not to get behind this? And there was a book in the 90s, you probably remember this, Who Moved My Cheese? Oh, yeah. Um, and and one of the, the it's a cute little story, but yeah, um, it's great. one of the things that, that I always remembered was, what would you do if you weren't afraid? And the answer is almost always, well, I would just change or I would just do this. And so why am I resisting? And, you know, I'm fortunate. I've got a great husband and coworkers and bosses and friends, and I can talk through those feelings. And And they're great because they provide empathy, but they hold up the mirror, Jay. <laughs> they'll, mm-hmm. they'll question me in a hard way to say, you know, what's your problem? And, and I'm grateful for that. I've been very fortunate. Well, those are great. Uh, those are great strategies. And uh, being self-aware sounds like a very important first step in that journey to to deconstruct what's driving the the behavior. So it's great great tools for our listeners to incorporate into their own leadership style. So Chris, can IRI consultants help leaders work through this resistance to change? And what does that look like? Absolutely. What I love about working for IRI is that we don't just come in with a cookie cutter approach to your need. Um, We have change management experts that will provide consulting services to help you plan your change. And we do this with the human response to change in mind. So we'll look at every step of your change and try to find ways to help alleviate resistance and create more opportunities for buy-in. We have training services. We can train your managers to help them deal with change, not just the resistance that they're facing mm-hmm. with their employees, but also help them think through what they might be feeling so that they can optimize that buy-in. We also have some programs for employees, how to cope with change. And you know, these, these can be very targeted towards your change so that people will walk out with a, with a plan in hand. Mm-hmm. So yes, nice. the short answer to your question is absolutely IRI can help. We provide coaching services as well. You know, there certainly have been a number of times where people have called me and said, hey, remember me? You you know, you were in our, you know, consulting for, yeah, yeah, I remember you. Hey, I'm going through another change and I'm struggling. You know, do you have a minute? And it's always an honor to be able to be somebody's, you know, phone a friend <laughs> when, yes, when they need you. Yeah. So, you know, I, again, I think what's key is that, you know, how you handle the changes and how you handle your people are really going to have an impact on whether or not your change is successful. So we can certainly help, no doubt. Well, that That's terrific. And for anyone interested in learning more about this topic, Chris, where should they go? Well, I would start with iriconsultants.com. That's a great place to start. And of course, listeners can always reach out to me as well at Jay Coons. That's the letter J, K-U-H-N-S, at IRIconsultants.com. Chris, thanks for joining us today on this week's episode of Project HR. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me, Jay. Oh, you bet. And to our listeners, once again, thank you for tuning into the pod. Want to learn more? 
check out IRI's blog titled Managing Yourself in Times of Change at iriconsultants.com slash blog. Don't forget to subscribe to Project HR. And once again, we'd love to hear your thoughts on the reboot. Drop us a line and leave us a review wherever you get your content. That's all for this episode of Project HR. Let's make it a great day at work.